Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Creep Time After Dark. This is a Creep Time original podcast. So make sure to go listen to Creep Time, the podcast, right after the show. literally skin yeah skin ailments please do because we certainly have some <laughs> lore speaking of sinister and <laughs> um insidious i just saw this thing on my feed that <laughs> said single males only change their bed sheets four times a year on average according to a survey conducted by a mattress company in 2013 i don't know if this is true but if it is sinister you better believe it's true that that's single straight men is what that's saying <laughs> you better believe that's true i have seen people tell, I have tell me dated. of the darkness tell me of the darkness <sighs> baby i gotta hear it <laughs> the boxers i have seen no. on certain boxers boxer like underwear boxers, boxers? like un- holes in every that is something <sighs> I don't know if you know this about, I'm sure you do actually because you have a straight brother, but (laughs) there is this common thing where straight men don't replace their underwear for a solid 17 years. That's true. And and that's, that's ambitious. That's 17 years. That's where they're they're starting to think about (laughs) getting another package at Target. They're like, all right, maybe it's that time. (laughs) Their boxer briefs. Are, you better believe they are a Gilly Hicks song by the time they decide to throw them out. Shredded piece of Shredded. floss between the ass cheeks. Shred- you better believe it. <laughs> Obliterated. Obliterated. <laughs> no, but that that you're right. Like I knew somebody, I can't I can't name who it is, but I knew somebody in college when we're talking about like changing bed sheets. Guy, straight guy, single guy, <laughs> fits this profile. Uh he was roommates with one of my friends, her. She realized that he had never changed his bed sheets. It was the end of the second semester, an entire school year. He had never, the things that were done on those bed sheets in the entirety of a school year, not one, one thought crossing his mind to say, you know what? I do have a washing machine and a dryer in this house off campus. Maybe I should peel these crusted sheets off of this <laughs> big lots mattress and toss them in for a rinse. Not one. I thought. was going to say those weren't sheets anymore. That was no. full on. Th- that was paper mache. It was a thin layer of cement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was in the shape <laughs> yeah. of like a mattress cover. <laughs> That's what those sheets had become. <gasps> it was so foul. The thought, of, and you know what? I thought about that every single time we like because we would go over there for parties and stuff. Every time I went into his bedroom, I thought about that because I would walk in the room. I swear to God, you could smell it. And I can't. I must. (laughs) Baby, pull a word. (laughs) I need to, I'm in the mood. I'm like, I think we have our topic. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Do we even, do we even grace this episode with an intro? I'm not even quite sure. Oh no. They know the deal. They know the deal. I know the, the routine. All right, baby. I'm running it. Here we go. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You ready for this? I'm ready. What is it? Hades slash hell slash the inferno. (laughs) 
I didn't even know that was in our arsenal. I didn't know that was a phrase or a word we would pull. Okay, Hades slash Hell slash the Inferno. So the Inferno is a gay bar in London. I've been to six times. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> See, I was going to say, so I think we originally had Hell in there, and I was like, Hades, I feel like You're Hell expanding. is so dark. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I need to expand, galaxy brain over here. I'm like, we need to expand the idea of what Hell means to somebody beyond heaven and hell. What about Hades, the hot Disney villain? He is. Are we, it's undeniable, baby. It's undeniable. Right? <laughs> I. How young were you when you first heard or knew? Well, you're a church kid. We both grew up in like the church, mm-hmm. so you probably heard about hell really young, right? How old were you? I had to have been really young. Um, it's like I one of your first like... things you're told, like heaven and hell. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like I had one of those like beginners Bibles. That baby's first Bible, like an, something like that. But there were Sutton. some illustrations Sutton in like there. That. Sutton, Sutton, like that. Name them. Name them. <laughs> <laughs> Name them. Name them. Uh, let me speak. <laughs> I'm like Name them. Hades, the Inferno, Hell. Like just coming Hades. up with every single synonym. So you had a baby Bible. I believe I had like a children's Bible and there was some sort of illustration, not like full on in flames or something, but definitely an illustration that stuck with me where I was like, that's supposed to be the devil. Like that. Yeah, that's hell. I yeah, also saw hell. an illustration that was like my first like memory of hell, but it was it was not in like a children's Bible or anything. It wasn't anything like that. It was um because I, I was like a. A creepy kid like I loved like anything mysterious scary so like I had a lot of like books that I was given as gifts like for Christmas and stuff like the unexplained and I remember mm-hmm. seeing a very realistic it, it was either a, an illustration or picture of what was supposed to be hell and it was so scary to me because I couldn't understand that that was just an image I thought that was like actually what hell looked like because I was so young and it was so scary because it was like a ship in like it was a ship like cruising through an inf- like a, a lake of fire <laughs> and mm-hmm. skeletons on it burning and i was like oh, i better be damn good <laughs> like i was so scared <laughs> even just the word like the phonetic of hell is so deeply unsettling as a kid yeah. like you're just like ooh, that word is scary do you know that theory about the english language that like the phonetics of the english language are meant to sound like the words they describe like spike ooh, bald i i, I was t- <laughs> <laughs> that was just I, I am such a hack bald. <laughs> i sit in here i go <laughs> spike Balls. You get it? <laughs> I'm such a fucking hack. Well, and I'm such a sucker because I get it. Well, I I'm was like, yes, I was told that- I was told that by an acting teacher. They told me that. But hell, that kind of fits the bill with hell, right? It fits the bill. Yeah, it does. Hell. Hell. It's so, such a like just like even just the two syllables of it, it just sounds well, okay. Maybe we're just our, our brains are groomed for it though. Maybe let's try to flip it. Like okay, so yeah. what if like so heaven. Heaven. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's all hackery. <laughs> it's hackery. <laughs> it's just about association. <laughs> hell. Because hell is also hello, which is very pleasant, you know? So, yeah. So there's that. Heaven. Do you know, this just made me think of when I ran for my first student government position, which I believe was fourth grade president. My, Did you win? My, uh, what was the campaign trail line? like? Oh, wait. No, I can't share it. Why? Well, you'll have to bleep it out. Is it? It's my full name. Oh, okay. Do it. <laughs> it's, um, oh, sh- I'm, just remembering. If I'm, you- I'm just remembering. I'm just I know. <laughs> I, I didn't mark I know. that down. I was, oh, no. was going to tell you. It's at the 36-minute mark. It's at the 36-minute mark. Thank you, God. Yeah. Thank you. You're an angel. Yeah. See? Hell. It's somewhere right around there. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, the, perfect. For my campaign, it was, you'll <laughs> if you vote <gasps> I love that. Mm-hmm. Wait, <laughs> Getting the religious vote young. You have to cut young. that whole thing out. I'm like, you have to cut that whole thing out. They're going to determine exactly what it is. Oh, God. No, no. They won't know anything. Oh, God. I'll say you'll be in the if you if you yeah. vote for the yeah yeah. <laughs> Let me mark it, that down. Eight. What are we at? Eight forty nine. Unfreaking hinge. They're like, we thought this was uncensored. True. Oh my Sorry, god, I wasn't y'all. even thinking about that. Sorry, y'all. Mm. Sorry, baby. It's creep time after dark. <laughs> it's Mrs. Ham. We make the rules. <laughs> it's Mrs. Ham. It's Mrs. I am. Okay, when they finally, when they listen to the Michaela Bali episode mm-hmm. and they hear us reference Mrs. Ham at the beginning and then we talk about it for like 20 seconds, <laughs> no context. They don't need it. They don't need the context. Or you know what? It's a they lure. It. They're going to be like, what are they talking about? I've got to figure it out. Yeah. Who's Mrs. Ham? <laughs> John Ham's wife. That's, that's where ex- I would go. That's exactly what they're thinking. Wait, what was the other word you said? There was hell, Hades, and... Inferno? The inferno. The inferno. The inferno. I know what it makes me think of. What? Like Dante's Inferno and like having to read that in high school. Did you have to read that? I did not have to read that. I read sc- oh. Yellow Fever, Scarlet Fever. I don't know what I was reading in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Scarlet Fever. That is definitely on the same the same required reading list, I feel like, as Dante's Inferno. But I know Dante's but Inferno was- is very famous. I just found it so fascinating. I actually really enjoyed reading that book in high school. Like all the different, do you, like you know, the premise is like all the G- different. Give rings me a recap, just for me. And no, I don't know. Is that so where like the ninth circle of hell thing comes from? Like, yes. Oh, that's okay. exactly where it comes from. Gotcha. Um, so it comes from. It's like a trilogy of Dante's, like uh, paradise and purgatory and inferno. Um, oh, this and- is required reading in high school. This was required reading for me was Dante's Inferno, like in 10th grade. Baby, up in the north, we were reading Catcher in the Rye. We weren't doing any of this. <laughs> Down in the south, they were like, y'all better believe you're going to the eighth circle if y'all show up with a miniskirt on that is not kneeling. You said a um, quote, just to deviate for once, like you said a quote last episode that I literally woke up thinking about. You said, if, I, if they see one iota of a titty, that... <laughs> Sent me on a spiral, but it was like a delayed effect. It was like four hours later that I was like, <gasps> one oh, iota God. of a titty. You're wild for that. I'll show you two. <laughs> I'll show you two iotas. That happened one time. You tried to open I- a You tried to open. <laughs> I hope you recall that. 
Do I have to I'm bleep not, that out too? I, you're gonna have to bleep that out. Fuck. <laughs> that's another that's another that's actually the ninth circle of hell is me having to relive anything from tour that i did that i don't remember <sighs> you don't remember that really okay i'll move on well uh, was that the same night that i like did a split uh i don't think so i think it was you just thought i was coming and you were trying to like shock me or something <laughs> with opening your hotel door but I had knocked, but then moved to the side, and there were like wor- like hotel maintenance workers who were waiting outside the door. So when you opened the door, that was who you greeted. <laughs> that is, and we oh, watched wait, Hocus Pocus I feel like that I night. This. We were at the La Quinta. I know exactly where we oh, were. Indeed, I remember baby. this now. Indeed, baby. Yes, I remember. Oh my god! Well, I just pulled up the nine circles of hell just to refresh myself. But Tell that's me. where Seven Deadly Sins comes from. Is it? So seven of the um, circles of hell are based off of lust, greed, gluttony. Which one's considered the worst? Because like I I assume the further down you go into the circles of hell, the worse they get, right? I want to say it's, yeah. So let's see. Um, Because there's only seven, but there's nine circles. (laughs) Scary. Violence, that can't be it. Um, no, 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 that's heaven territory. Okay, well, hold on, I'll go through them. So, the first ring is limbo, which oh. I guess is sort of like purgatory. I, and yeah, I always thought of purgatory second, as something different. Interesting, yeah. Well, maybe it's okay. And then the second circle is lust, okay. third is gluttony, fourth is greed, fifth is wrath, <laughs> sixth is heresy, seventh is violence. Eighth is fraud. Oh. You and I are there. <laughs> not, not hackery. Yeah, and I was like, the, the ninth, ninth is like pure hackery. <laughs> pure hackery. The ninth is treachery. <laughs> That's on par with wretchedness. So we're in the ninth circle. Truly. You and me with two podcast yeah. mics waiting in the ninth circle. <laughs> the Traitors to their country. No. Oh, no. Treachery. What was the heresy? Like, what I is heresy just, again? What's that? Heresy is when you like go against the religion, I believe. Like you like literally oh. were actively speaking out saying like you don't believe. Uh, let's see. The soul in the sixth circle, heretics uh, are trapped in flaming tombs. Oh, Jesus. Because in each, so in each of the circles, so this is why it stuck with me, but like why I found it so interesting in high school in each one of the circles, like as you would advance, you get there and this terrible act starts happening to you. It just so gets like worse and based worse. off of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes so, sense like, that in the ninth circle you have to come and listen to us on podcast exactly. mics. <laughs> 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 That's where we are. <laughs> That's oh so God. scary. I'm That's actually, harrowing. That was I, mean, I know. That, that's dangerous. I, know. I wonder what the one for lust was. I'm like I used to remember all of these. It's just a sauna. <laughs> They're all right it's where they want to be. <laughs> it's the sauna at the Inferno Bar in London. Oh, don't remind oh, me. Don't tease me. You know what's closing in London? The bar Heaven. What? G-A-Y. Wait, it's called Heaven? I think it's called Heaven, yeah. But it's a gay bar? Mm-hmm. The opposite of the Wait, Inferno. <laughs> 
Wait, that does make me sad. Yeah, I think it's, I, it's I mean, one of the oldest or one of the largest in in London. And we used to go there like every weekend when we were studying abroad. But it's um, yeah, they're closing it. Oh, I'll so never forget sad. one time. I think it was Halloween night. Actually, we so like I would go there with like friends and stuff like smaller groups but then like for halloween it was like everybody from our class was going to go to this place like heaven because it's supposed to be like the hottest spot in the whole town in soho yeah and we showed up and i remember it was one of those bars where the bouncers are like having some like exclusivity about who they're letting in and it's purely based on looks it's really fucked but it's purely based on like looks and who they think is like hot and who's not so for whatever reason of like like most of our group gets let in, but primarily like Gavin and I. Have you ever met Gavin? Where I went to college with? Maybe not. We got let in, but like we were inviting the straights out to the gay bar. Gavin and I got in, but then this one girl did not. They said she's not coming in. We don't know why. I mean, it was Halloween. Like we were all in costumes and everything. Like we c- couldn't understand why. And of course, someone had to be a hothead instead of just like letting us go grab like a manager or like do something sensible. And he just starts screaming at the bouncer in front of, and there's like a huge line and like, we all got kicked out. So our, and we're all like standing in the middle of Soho in full costumes. And we're just like, well, shit, that was our, (laughs) (laughs) that was our one. We go Uh, and straight to the inferno. We went straight (laughs) to the inferno. Oh God. Don't you. And she was crying too. She was, Oh, like that was the, that was the thing that like set him off why he started screaming because like the second that she got rejected she just it was like it was like a little kid just starts bawling every, yeah and then it, the whole thing went down so fast was that his girlfriend or he was no. just being protected yeah he was just like sticking yeah. up for her and he just started like scre- like really making a scene like screaming and bouncers do not react well to being screamed at they will just throw you to the ground yeah, of course not. So then we all, yeah, we all just had to peace out. And I think we went and we, we just like chilled at like some other low key bar. But again, we were all in these elaborate costumes. And especially if you're going to a gay bar, like it's something to really walk into like a low key dive bar. And I'm, I'm wearing a jock strap, basically. It's a different scenario. <laughs> it's a different story. Your Gilly Hicks thong, baby. Bunny ears and a Gilly Hicks thong. That was me. <laughs> That's. <laughs> That's all I had. That's we, all I needed. That I have to tell you, that's the one merch collab that I hope we someday do. Creep if they're smart, if they're hits. smart, they'll contact management and they'll say, listen, <laughs> we want to tap into the cultural conversation. That's what they'll do. Nothing would give me more joy than to obliterate a creep time <laughs> Gilly Hicks song. But like on I, my own, I've got big on your. I've got big visions. Like I want us in a dual like image based campaign, national distribution. Yes. We are the like the front of store poster, all Gilly Hicks Creek Time the podcast and Gilly Hicks Unite, and it's just like us in like a cheeky picture, but like it looks like the sunblock girl, like two thongs snapping at the same time. <laughs> I think it could be incredible. I think sales would go through the roof. That's actually hell. <laughs> Gilly Hicks is hell. It, it, I still giggle thinking about you saying it and me having absolutely no idea what it was. Like, truly, I cannot believe that I have never, that has never come across my desk. Your, your direct Hicks. words, you went 
Gilly Hicks. Like you were, you thought I was mispronouncing <laughs> it because it's such a ridiculous name for us, especially a lingerie store. Yeah, but then lo and behold, I went on Google after we recorded that episode. Oh yeah, Ma. they've been around forever, forever and a half. Well, back to hell real quick. I have a question. What is your not hell hell but your personal hell like what's the situation in life mm. where you're like stuck in a room stuck in a place and it's like hell like that is hell bald <laughs> bald <laughs> i think hell for me is being stuck in like a, a like with a group of people that I don't know very well <laughs> where mm. they aren't asking a single question about anybody else there. Like it is just like, I think that is something I definitely have noticed as I've become an adult, like to make small talk is already hard. Mm -hmm. But if you are constantly the person asking the questions, keeping the ball afloat, like <laughs> during small talk. Yeah. Oh my God, that's my hell. Cause I can't <laughs> small talk with people. I don't know very well. Well, I was just going to say, I, don't know that small talk is kind of hard for you because I feel like you're a natural conversation, like you're a conversation starter and you know how to like play the room. So I, I feel like what's maybe hard is when it's like it's like you're the late night host and your guest is giving you nothing. Like you're getting one. That's word what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can talk to you if. Oh, I love I love conversing. I love talking with people. But like if you are talking to someone and they are just not asking you any questions back or like which is more often anything. than not more often than not yes because i am not the type of person that can like easily exit because i feel like i'm gonna make them feel bad so, I, I have to exit on the show <laughs> I, I, I have to myself. i have to literally say something <laughs> to like get myself out where i'm like oh my god i'm like well i gotta go piss i'll just say like something out of pocket to like break the tension <laughs> of me like abruptly leaving I them you say that That's oh i literally amazing. do yeah I, I gotta go piss. Well, let's not meeting colleagues not for the forget. first time. <laughs> Meet, <laughs> meetings with agents. I say, girl, I gotta go piss. I'll talk to you in a bit, Mama. Go piss, girl. Go piss, girl. <laughs> I know what you Wait, mean. Okay, I need, I need to know what your personal hell is. Oh, I mean, the first thing that was coming to mind was being stuck on an airplane with a lot of crying children. Oh, not mm -hmm. even just crying children. It's it's worse than that because without fail, every time, and this is a fucking PSA to people out there, all of you who fly <laughs> in this country and out of it. If you get on an airplane, I don't mind people eating on an airplane. I eat on airplanes. I eat all kinds of snacks. I have been on multiple flights where somebody's like, it's time to bust out the seafood broil the second we're up <laughs> in the air. Like, I'm not joking. We will, like, the plane is literally one millisecond airborne. And all of a sudden, somebody's like, it's a perfect time to bust out the P.F. Chang's from last Thursday. And they have, it's seeming hot somehow. And they just happen to pull it out of a purse that's like 10 inches. It's so crazy that people are like, now it's time to chow down. It affects everybody around. I don't want to smell your fucking seafood takeout that you're like, I've got to eat this up in the air. Can you not have a bag of trail mix? Something dry and scentless. I'm begging. I'm begging. That's hell. That's hell. Well, you know, I have a theory, which is anytime you take a bus, I don't care if it's 10 a.m., 10 p.m., you better believe someone is going to get on 
with an entire box of Chinese takeout and start eating it. Absolutely. The Every time. second your ass is in that seat. Every, no, I, I – listen, I understand that that is part of the trials and tribulations of traveling on a public, you know, vessel, whether it's a bus, a train, a plane, you're in a contained space. That's the situation. All I ask is that we're all courteous and respectful. That is an assault on my senses. <laughs> when somebody busts out that seafood broil, the, the chow mein noodle that's like dropped on the floor. And then I've got I've got Kelly over there in first class who's screaming so loud her eyes are popping out of her skull. And then I've got some kid in the back who just shit his pants. I'm <laughs> People wonder, like, why, like, I put on a sleep mask and, like, the the earplugs, and then I've I've got, like, ASMR playing out loud, and I've got my head stuffed in a pillow. Like, I'm trying to escape. If I had routine medication I could take on a flight to just, like, go someplace else, I would. I would. You need Lisa Rinna's pill bag. I had something to tell you about Lisa Rinna. Did I? That just came out. Of, I didn't intend to say that. It just came out of me. So I well, was like, I must have had have something. To say about Lisa Rinna. <laughs> well, actually, I was thinking about it this morning because I was watching. I don't know why I was, I was watching old Housewives reunion clips. Hell, and I was watching. Well, that's me every day. Yeah, well, it's the only way to like keep yourself sane. And yeah, I wanted to talk to you about Rinna versus Kathy because I don't think that we've ever actually had a proper debrief about this. So can we just discuss where you stand on that? Because I don't know that I actually know. You're talking about when she freaked out apparently off camera. Well, when they were in Aspen. If you believe that, depends where you stand. Oh, I fully, I fully believe that she had an episode, but uh, I too. also know Lisa Rinna blows things completely out of proportion and will mm-hmm. like spin the narrative to suit herself. But I fully believe that happened with Kathy. But I also believe Kathy must have had some sort of like. I don't know. I don't know if it was fully that. Te- wasn't it like the tequila got brought out that like was that not was, her brand? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, she was pissed about that because she kept trying to plug this damn tequila brand on the show. And she she made a whole point about it. And then all the, the women were like, we want to try 818. We want Kendall Jenner's tequila. So she was pissed about That's that. Right. What really set her off from her words, I think, um, but mostly from like Rena's story. They were in a club. In It was in Aspen, right? It was Aspen. Yeah. They were in a club and Kathy Hilton was going up to the DJ trying to like make him play something stupid like the Macarena or something. She was like, I really want you to play the Macarena for the girls. And the DJ was like, we don't do requests. And Kathy Hilton said something to the effect of, don't you know who I am? And he said, I don't know who the hell you are, lady, but wherever you are, somebody, you should go back there. You can Mm. imagine for a woman like Kathy Hilton that could probably set her off. That, according to Rinna, was the tipping point to hell. <laughs> that was her descent to the inferno. That was her hell. Yeah. Kathy went ballistic, stormed out of the club. Rinna was with her because I think Kathy was like, I'm going home. Rinna's like, I'll come with you. Don't worry, according to Rinna's story. And then Kathy lost her mind. I do believe you that Rinna exacerbates a lot of this and like, she embellishes on a story, but when she brings up direct quotes or things that Kathy said, I kind of believe some of that was said, specifically where she says, I will destroy Kyle and her whole family. Oh, God. Allegedly. Listen, you gotta... <laughs> yeah. 
Well, listen, you got to look at the you got to look at the paper trail with the Richards sisters, which is that it's all it's not good. Topsy turvy. It's all unstable. They have one of the most complicated sister relationships I've ever seen on yeah. television. Like for a reality yeah. show. It's very, very complex and sad. It's so sad because I also think about, I mean, you and I have multiple siblings too. Yeah. You better believe if I told one of my brothers I will end you and destroy or told somebody I would destroy one of my brothers, my other brothers would look at me and say, you need to get yourself checked. <laughs> like, we're all in this together. <laughs> like, I don't know who the hell you think you are. I think it's so sick and sinister and mm-hmm. hellish that they all bait each other and they all are like constantly in that triangle where like one's on the outs and the other two are against the other. You know how I perceive it? I always feel like one of them is playing a role of the mother to the other two. Yes. That is all. Oh, that's yeah. dark. Yes. No, no. I, I mean, yes. I think they have they have some really dark mother issues, all three of them. I think that's like the bedrock of like the Richards trauma. But I think they all take turns kind of taking the role of the matriarch of the sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, that's been Kathy because Kathy is a very, she's very controlling when she's around her sisters about dictating like, this looks good. You should do yeah. this. This is how you should invest it. Like she has a lot of opinions, but it's kind of shifted to Kyle, I would say, because Kyle was kind of there through like most of Kim's addiction troubles, like her alcoholism, I would say. We're going as the deep housewives dig. Like we're going down, baby. <laughs> this is speaking of a housewives podcast, and, and I love it. I love it, baby. Hell, I know. <laughs> Only the episode hell. with the theme of hell could bring up a housewives discussion about the Richards sisters. I mean, to me, that's hellish. It's cer- well, it certainly is. But okay, so you. It sounds like you do buy that. Kathy lost her mind. You just don't think it was as vicious as Rena made it out to be. I kind of do. <laughs> I just think that if even if it was vicious, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I I was honestly just shocked that Lisa brought it up on camera, like wanting to go toe to toe with Kathy because she like didn't need to do that. <laughs> Well, they're about, okay. if I were Lisa, I wouldn't have done that. But Lisa knows good TV when she sees it, so of course she was going to bring it up. She, I mean, she put her job on the line. She lost her job technically yeah. for that, which is crazy. Because yeah. I was like, Lisa Rinna kind of understands the assignment of the show. You know, Kathy, okay, she'll this, be back. This is what I, I know. That's what Andy always says. He's like, she's not technically fired. She's on a pause, which I don't really know mm-hmm. why they do that. Maybe it's the Disney vault of housewives. They're like, we got to put them away for a few years to bring them back. <laughs> I think they do that to appease them. They do that to appease them so they'll come back if they do eventually want them back. Mm. But I had this realization where I was like, there are two types of camp. There is high camp and low camp. High camp is camp that is camp. <laughs> high camp is camp that is camp. <laughs> H-A-C-K. It's camp that is unaware of itself. <laughs> Kathy Hilton, in my eyes. Mm-hmm. She's not self-aware of how funny and camp she is. Whereas Rinna is camp. But I always think Rinna knows, like, what's going on. Yes. You know? That's a form of low Oh, camp. she knows the character she's playing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's she's there to play the game and she knows, like, what's going on. Kathy is sitting at a reunion saying, and Lisa, these texts, these texts that you're saying, look, they're not on my phone. They're not on my phone. And then Erica going... Well, you could have deleted them. 
Like, what does that say? Like, Kathy's so being so <laughs> aloof to know that, like, if I delete these texts, there's no proof. No body, no proof. It's giving, I hate to say this, but it's it's giving Trump vibes. Like, when she says... It's, it's she's making her I own reality up. She could, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, there's a certain level, but I firmly believe there's a certain level of like power and wealth that people of that status have, and they're so used to it that totally when they get when they get caught in an act that they can't buy their way out of, they don't. They've like lost touch with how to do that. <laughs> Completely, they're not. Yeah, they're not used to having no people around them. You know what I mean? Because even their yeah. friends are ass kissers, ass kissers because it's all about like. Here's the thing about LA that I've learned that the wealth ecosystem of LA is all about back scratching. Like there's a certain like mass sum of money in this city and everybody does business with everybody's friends and just they just keep trading the same like half a million dollars. Right. Like that's literally the ecosystem, but I have a friend who I've told you before is very in touch with a lot of the housewives of Beverly Hills, like the the mm-hmm. real like women like Kathy Hilton. The way he describes them is that they have lived such a life of leisure for so long that their brain, it's as if it's actually atrophied. Like they're not used to problem solving or like having to deal with obstacles in front of them because they're so used to people kissing their ass because they either hire them or their husbands do business with her husband. You know, like it's that Mm -hmm. thing. That's Kathy Hilton. Totally. She is... I know I always giggle about Erica Jane's tagline that's like, I'm an enigma wrapped up in cash. That's actually Kathy Hilton. That's where that okay, that's where that came from. You said that before, and I was like, <laughs> where have I heard that before? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she is an enigma wrapped up in cash. Uh, what did she say? I'm a riddle. No, I'm an enigma wrapped up in a riddle and cash. <laughs> and that she is, honey. Oh, my God. Can I ask you about the new season since we're still on Housewives? And I, I have to talk more yeah. about this because once I get going, it's an addiction. Like, I have to feed the beast mm. inside me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been watching clips of the new season of Beverly Hills. What yeah. the fuck was going on with Denise Richards? <laughs> what what was that dinner party? <laughs> I, I can't stop That's watching called- it. Tequila Reposado and neat <laughs> something else and something else, but I will never forget. I, I will never get over her going mm, like with her face all twisted up and Erica going Denise. I, I can literally do it. Right? She, no, that's actually <laughs> what she did. She, well, Denise goes because Kyle got up and like left the table because I forgot what was happening. I think Sutton or somebody was being an asshole and like trying to be like your marriage. What's going on with your marriage? And it's like fuck off. Like get over it. Mm-hmm. So. I think Denise was like, mm, did she have some of the orders? Like, and then <laughs> it pans to Erica, stoic ass Erica, steel magnolia. And Erica just goes, Denise. Denise. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, because like, think about how funny it is because they're all sitting there. They know they're each being filmed, but you sort of don't know who's getting caught on camera in that moment. You just have to assume that. But if there's that chaos happening at the other end of the table, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to assume that that's the footage that's going to be pulled from that moment. Not the footage of you being across from Denise Richards, who's clearly intoxicated, twisting up her face, (laughs) making no sense. And so it was this amazing, candid moment where I feel like Erica really forgot that she was like being filmed. And she just goes, 
Denise. <laughs> like, like, what is this? It's so, to me, it's like one of the most, it's one of the newest and most iconic moments of Housewives. I can't get it over really that is. dinner. It's so damn funny. Why did Denise agree to go? Why, why did she go there and do that? Like, if, first of all, if I was going to appear oh. back on the show, you think, but like, why would she show up Absolutely. fucked up? Why would she show up? Like, she was fucked up. Because she doesn't care. She doesn't care. She's like, I'm going to get one quick little check. <laughs> And I'm going to go get blasted at the polo bar with Camille <laughs> Grammer before we go to Kyle Richards' house because I can't take it. And Camille when I show Grammer. up, I'll make iconic television and I don't care. It it was iconic television. Also, I it was, was the whole so thing. funny. Why is hell? Why is Sutton? Hell. Why was Sutton saying shit about Erica's show in Vegas? Which, by the way, we should go see. I do want to go see Erica's show when we go back. Oh, Absolutely. No, so she was saying, are you talking about like the thing where she's like, oh, Sutton? Well, that's when she's like impersonating Erica. Erica. Yeah, but er- Erica but and her had an exchange. Her show. Oh, it wasn't? It's about, it's a Magic Mike show that Erica got the tickets to because her oh, friends okay. were in it. Oh, and that's so, what that is. Okay, it made so yeah. much more sense now. Yeah. Gotcha. And then Sutton was like, like, I think we talked about this off air but like Sutton left the show early because she was like I'm on the board of the American Ballet Theater not the board of the American Ballet Theater yeah so she was like (laughs) I'm on the board of ABT creepers I have a really this is my personal hell is that I can't stop loving Sutton because of our southern roots it's lust and also that's lust (laughs) that's lust that's greed that's glutton it's glu- I'm it's glutton gluttony. for Sutton. You're a glutton for Sutton, baby. Naimum. I'm a glutton for Sutton. Naimum. 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 It's a vocal warm up. Naimum. Naimum. It's a Meisner technique. Naimum. Naimum. Oh my God. But, anyways, yeah. Creepers, if you're still with us, they better be. Hell ain't going to be nothing for you. I know. I was like, we're going to have Damn. to circle back to hell at some point to like button this one up, but like. <laughs> I just had to I had to hook you into some housewives talk. I couldn't I couldn't resist. Well, you know me. I mean, once I get started, I'm the same as you. I'm addicted. I can't stop. I'm gonna watch immediately. Like as soon as we're done with this, I'm watching. That's my thing. S- same here. I will go to sleep watching Housewives. <laughs> that can't be good for your brain. Truly, it's it can't be uh, good for your absolutely brain. not. You know I show up to my 845 AM huddle every morning and I'm like <laughs> They're like, and, uh, you know, Stu, what do you have to contribute? And I'm like, what's a good, I, all I can think of is Erica Jane's tagline. Okay. One of the most iconic taglines. I, have you ever watched Atlanta Housewives? Only bits and pieces. I mean, I know the characters. I know Nini. I know Kim. I know, I know all the folks. Do you know Candy? Yes. Candy Burris, the singer. She wrote No Scrubs for yes, TLC. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, she has one of the most iconic taglines, and I think about it, it pops into my head probably once a day, which was just, she goes, I may be small, all of a sudden, thrown in is a vocal riff of hers, she just goes, I may be small, oh, but I'm, (laughs) she's like, but I'm, shit, what is it, all I think of is, I may be small, oh, wait, (laughs) Hold on. I may be small. I'm tearing up. I may be small. I may be (laughs) small. She goes, I may be small. Oh, but my empire keeps on growing. I will send it to you after this. It's 
absolutely iconic. It kills me. It's high camp. That's what I'm talking about. High camp. That's high camp. It's so funny, but it's it's not aware of itself of how funny it is. I love it. Oh, God. I love that. Oh, God. Hell. (laughs) Hell. How do, we, how do we how do we pivot this back to hell? So my hell was the plane. Your hell was being stuck in a group like that, like a party scenario like that where nobody's asking questions. Oh, by the way, everybody, take take good lesson to learn. I was told when I was 18, somebody told me point blank. I was like, Do you think I have any faults? With somebody I was dating. And he was like, Yeah. He was like, You don't ask other people questions. You talk a lot about yourself. I think about it every single day. And it it truthfully mm-hmm. changed me for the better. Because I had never been told something like that. And it was probably very true. Because it was probably the way I learned to like communicate with people and relate to people, you know? But And that's called feedback. It, that's called constructive criticism. Constructive I, criticism. I think I've realized the Southern voice that I do is Alyssa Edwards. I think I'm slowly realizing <laughs> that that's what I am. All of my Girl, friends, look family, how orange you look. Up. Girl, look how more orange you look. <laughs> Back rolls. <laughs> Back rolls. It's so good. <laughs> you flaunt your foolishness oh, in front man. of my I'm friends, to... family, and folks at home. I'm a teacher and a mentor. Oh my god, I love her. I, don't uh, know. I can give you my some hell. I got some feedback recently too that really changed me. Somebody told me a mentor of mine that I say um, yeah or yes. Before, like, if you're talking to me and you're telling me something, you're sharing with me, that I'll say, yeah, mm-hmm. that I'll agree with you before I fully taken in what it is you're telling me. Oh. And it's definitely just a mechanism I do to make somebody feel heard yeah. and know that I'm listening. I, I did it right but now. That- <laughs> It's so hard to do. If you're, I think it's a great. I, I was like, well, wow, I've never thought about it as a bad thing. And this person was like, it's not a bad thing. But I'm just, you asked me like to, you know, point out something that I think you could work on. I think that's something you could work on, honestly, because there are people that take advantage of the fact that I probably do that, where they think they've got me hooked to an idea already. And I've sort of overcommitted myself and said, yeah, yeah. Like, if they're telling me something they want to, like, a new thing they want to try or whatever, I really should just receive that before I answer yes. I mean, you gave me, or one, yeah. of, you gave me one of the most powerful pieces of advice that I still hold to this day every time I'm in a meeting. You told me that when you're in a meeting, the most powerful thing that you have is your silence to mm-hmm. listen and receive. I think about you every time. Every time. Because I would normally be doing that. I would be doing the, yeah, yeah, like really over committing to like let them know like I hear you. This is a conversation. It's a back and forth. It's a volley. But sitting there in silence and just receiving and processing. Mm-hmm. Powerful. Power. Hell. <laughs> power is hell at some level. <laughs> it's resp- Power is responsibility and responsibility is hell because I want to be in Cabo. I don't want put it nothing. On but put that t- tattoo that on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> responsibility is wait. No, power wait. is responsibility power and responsibility <laughs> is hell. I want to be in Cabo. <laughs> I want to be in Cabo. <laughs> is that a good place to end? <laughs> I, <think we> should- <laughs> I literally want that on one of my ass cheeks, dot dot dot, <laughs> and then on the other ass cheek it says, I want to be in Cabo. I'm Cabo. Cabo. Yes. <laughs>
Oh, that visual God. with me and a Gilly Hicks song. There you go, Creepers. That's your hill. Coming 2024. 2024, Mama. <laughs> and with that, Creepers, thank you for sticking around for this episode of After Dark. We love you for listening through all the housewives. Hubba Baloo, but it was fun. Some of them and some of them love it. They love the housewives chatter. Well, if they made it through, they're going to heaven. That's all I'll say. Creep time heaven. And with that, we're going to kiss you on the next episode. <laughs> Maybe we'll, I don't even know where I was going with that. I thought I was like, sometimes I just start and I'm like, something really like kitschy and a good one line is going to come out. And then my brain's like, who the fuck do you think you are? You think you're Joan Rivers or something? Like, <laughs> it was, it was all tongue. I can tell you that your tongue came out mm. and licked your lips. Hell. Hell. I'll leave you with this. I have got, I've got something we can leave the creepers on. <gasps> what? Tell me. My great grandmother apparently used to say. Lick your lips and stick out your tits. <laughs> so with that, I'm licking my lips. I'm sticking out my one iota of a tit. <laughs> that was also Mrs. Ham. I Mrs. was a, Ham I was like, that's a Mrs. Ham quote. I'm licking, lick your lips and stick out your tits. I'm Madam Ham. Yep. Make you queen. That's my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the goodbye and good luck of After Dark is make it quick. Make it quick, baby. And with that, we're going to catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>